welcome to the Industry Insights Podcast. You'll hear leaders discuss trends within their industry, emerging business models, and how your industry is evolving. And now, here's your host, Tim Charlton. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Industry Insights Podcast by Manufacturing Asia in partnership with SAP. I am Tim Charlton, the publisher at Manufacturing Asia. Now, in this podcast, we will discuss the trends, shifts, and challenges that have happened in Asia-Pacific's manufacturing sector since the pandemic, and also the challenges for manufacturers and how they can prepare for them, and where the manufacturing industry is headed to in the post-crisis era. Now, joining me today to discuss all of these is Rian A. Sagara, the industry business architect of SAP Asia Private Limited. Rian is an experienced IT professional with deep exposure to business process re-engineering and IT services through various advisory and system implementation projects. He has been involved in a wide range of industries that all utilize multiple IT solutions, and he enjoys helping organizations to drive innovation and transformation through the perspective of business and technology. His professional experiences have been spread across a market-leading automotive company to a digital startup venture and then to some of the most prominent consulting and technology firms. So with all of that said, welcome, Rian. Thanks for having me here, Tim. Really great to have, to have this session to talk with you. Good. Now, you're in uh, Jakarta today, which, as we know, is going to be a, a major center of new manufacturing. Uh, so a lot to talk about. And thanks for joining us today. Let me start by asking you about what trends and shifts you're seeing following the pandemic in Asia-Pacific in the recent months? What have you noticed has changed? A really good question to start our discussion, Tim. Today, we can say that we see that across the world, businesses, manufacturing to, to be specific, and supply chain in general, has been hit heavily. The ability to access, obtain the required goods, as well as delivering it to the customers, or let alone the ability to adequately manufacture the goods is no longer as what we know yesterday. From having a normal business, the focus now moves to be able to survive, limit the damage and recover, and later, after the crisis ends, achieve the new business as usual state. As an impact, nowadays, we can see that businesses are revisiting their initiative and priorities. Prioritizations are remade, refocusing spendings only on the essentials, while putting the ones considered as non-essentials to be on hold. So we can see dynamics such as the challenge for business to manage the risk and flux of health and safety, how businesses are struggling to maintain their operation while not neglecting the safety of their workforce. In accordance, this also leads to the changes of environmental restriction. We keep hearing and hearing about remote working arrangements all the time, which unfortunately might not be that effective or even possible for some organizations. At the same time, this also imposes dynamics such as border restrictions that disrupt supply chain across. From the supplier side, up till the consumer delivery side. From raw materials and spare parts baseline in the manufacturing process, and not to forget the service and support side required. In the end, 
this leads up to the limited resource availability and capacity, thus posing the challenge of resource planning and orchestration. This might be caused by the employee falling ill or doing an isolation, thereby impairing manpower availability as well as the readiness of resource, material, or even the manufacturing assets required to support the operation. At the same time, we can see that demand fluctuation become unpredictable and might lead extremely to a bullwhip effect. Consequently, this might dictate business to juggle across the production facilities they have, or even extending to their partners. Now, Tim, you might ask, haven't business already faced those issues normally? Well, business might be familiar with some of the, those dynamics. However, the challenge now is the scale and how this affects everyone at the same time. And later, drive everyone to change and adapt in this uncharted territory concurrently, each with their own approach and maturity. Rian, I would have thought we have faced some of this before, but possibly not everything all at the same time, which is what has posed such a great challenge for the manufacturing industry, even from not being able to schedule enough staff to come into the office to all those supply chain disruptions, and we're still seeing it play out. So can you give us a sense of where is the industry headed post-crisis and what should organisations be doing to prepare? So just like what uh, I mentioned earlier, right now, we can see that businesses are taking a stock take over their initiatives, doing a reprioritization on the essentials and putting again the non-essentials on hold for the moment. These are the times to which we should really identify the shortcoming of the existing practice, the areas to which we did not make the best decision and therefore creating a high cost impact. Ultimately, we are trying to identify how can we prevent such loophole from happening again in the future? One of the clear indications is on business visibility. Without this, business will not be able to make sound decision-making, which is very critical to help to turn around in the post-crisis period. The biggest questions everyone has in this situation is, what will happen tomorrow? When will this crisis be over? As such, with this kind of unpredictability, having a visibility allows business to act accordingly and on top of the game. Questions such as, how big is the demand that I have right now? Will I be able to manufacture it? Or what is the level of inventory needed to respond to the demand? Let's also try to ask, even if I have the supply, how will I manage the deliveries? And do I actually have alternatives if something goes wrong? How do I determine the most cost-effective of all the alternatives? And internally, 
house my manufacturing capacity? Are all the required production assets available? Do I even have enough workforce to support the operation? In the end, business will need to rethink on how they can collaborate and manage the manufacturing network as well as their critical customer relationship. So building a manufacturing and supply chain resilience. On the other hand, we also see the reliance on manual process and the impacts of social distancing. It's an unpopular statement in some countries, but right now we can expect business to start relooking at their manual process and see where they can put automation in place, thus mitigating the risk that they face in non-automated processes. Yeah, of course, visibility into all their operations is important. And, uh, you know, even not even just the manufacturing floor, even in the office and, and back office administration, this crisis has really prompted companies to really look at what vulnerabilities they have in their entire processes around production. So I can see why having real-time ability to look across the whole manufacturing chain is important. So given that, how do you think manufacturers can ensure production is going to be faster and in a more sustainable and profitable way coming out of the crisis? Well, Tim, in short, I think I can say that it will be an act of continuously creating a balance in the endlessly disrupted business world. Let's imagine the supply chain volatility and demand fluctuation that we discussed earlier. Being the manufacturer means that the production plan is never fixed. It will always change as a result of the changing demands, the supply of the materials, as well as the availability of both and power and production facilities. Nevertheless, we can see that manufacturers themselves are also looking to move beyond cost and efficiency, and now going more and more towards quality and customer engagement itself. Actually, there's three business pillars that are highlighted in this initiative. First, customer centricity. To identify the customer preferences, the customer likes, and the customer dislikes that basically enriches the demand information and then making sure that everything that we do are focused around it. Next, reinventing production. The resilient supply chain demands agility and flexibility in manufacturing process. There's a need to to be able to dynamically change priorities to adapt to customization at scale and to external events. Basically, orchestrating sales, service, and logistics with with production to transform on how we work. And finally, end-to-end connectivity. In order to build a resilient supply chain, one needs to ensure end-to-end connectivity across the entire story. This covers all stakeholders of the supply chain. Thus, the importance of a network supply chain become paramount here. 
we can translate those pillars into these actions that business can follow. Building intelligent products that are designed to monitor and maximize performance over time, while also still meeting the customer's precise requirements. Then, building up intelligent factories. We can use data and intelligence to run as autonomously as possible, while still delivering both mass-produced and individualized products at scale. Next, leveraging intelligent assets linked to every process and dynamically maintained. And from HR perspective, empower people that are equipped with the tools and information that they need to do their best. Industry 4.0 can help business to achieve it through the capabilities offering that will reduce the impact of the crisis. Let's now visit examples such as how Industry 4.0 enables real-time visibility into inventory, people, and production assets. Industry 4.0 also established digital twins to manage the product life cycle, in which we design, manufacture, and operate products, and later on, provide feedback to the engineers thereby managing the entire product life cycle as a digital data set and digital thread, securing learnings and improvement possibilities. We can also visit mobile technology, augmented reality, and virtual reality to train as well as enable workers to perform tasks more conveniently or even remotely thereby addressing the issue of lockdown and social distancing. The key is that Industry 4.0 is not merely a technology driver, but it's also a collaboration driver. It enables us to break down the traditional silos, both within the organizations as well as in the external ecosystem. Yes, I think of all of those three pillars, trying to link all of the supply chain together electronically is probably the biggest challenge uh, that manufacturers are going to chase because a lot of it is out of their control. However, from your point of view, what which of these challenges do you think manufacturers should really be prepared for? How can they address these? And what should they focus on first on the Industry 4.0 transformation? I really love this question, Tim. We can see some challenges are already happening and actually can be expected to continue in the future. Things such as, one, uncertain supply of critical materials. Two, we can see the demand volatility. Three, let's look at constraint capacity in both manufacturing and logistics. Four, we also see oversteering intensifying the bullwhip effect. And last, let's not forget the challenge of human risk, balancing labor shortages and the health and safety of employees. In order to address this, there are several steps that business can take. First, we can actually prepare by imagining agile design. Remember, 
there might be instances when we need to revisit our product design. Having a substitute or a makeshift components and supplier to cater those who are unfortunately not available due to this crisis. Shuffling the component and suppliers to avoid pandemic afflicted areas or border closures. Thereby, we are responding to the challenge of uncertainty supply of critical materials. Then comes the power of demand sensing and analytics. Business can utilize this to plan and match production capacity with the volatile demand. Paired with real-time simulation capabilities, this would help business to decide on how to revamp their working schedule or even their process to match the business demands. Next, if you recall, Tim, I mentioned about constraint capacity in both manufacturing and logistics. Having a resilient sourcing and logistic network and the ability to quickly tap into contingent labor and third party will help ensuring production capacity. This also helps business to ensure the availability of critical access in the time of constraint capacity. Even further, they will be able to reconfigure the manufacturing facilities to prioritize the most critical products, while still ensuring the safety of manpower, for example, through proper social distancing. You know, Tim, talking about this makes me remember one of SAP's customers in Singapore. They have been using SAP Integrated Business Planning or IBP in short, to run scenario planning, determine the most optimal plan, assess their capacity requirements, and balance inventory levels. I also remember another customer who's using our Ariba Discovery to help them source variety of supplies, like the mass and ghost, as a response to the crisis, thereby speeding up their production recovery. Again, Industry 4.0 heavily support these objectives. For example, by enabling a real-time signal through the integrated factory. Through the sensors and data exchange, business can collaborate with the stakeholders involved in the overall process. This will help business balancing the volatile supply, demand, as well as the internal manufacturing process, thereby mitigating the risk of oversteering and bullwhip effect. Through the previous initiatives, business will also have the possibility to shuffle the working shift and process, reducing the risk of manpower shortage, as well as the occupational health and safety issue. This, of course, is also paired with how business shows their empathy to the suppliers, customers, and ultimately, their workers as the most precious asset. Let me now tell you the story of an SAP customer that sends Qualtrics remote working calls to their employees, thereby 
they measure the sentiment on the current situation, the feelings of support, perceptions, and any other resource issues that they can identify. Thereby, they can have a clear view on the latest situation and taking action on the correct spot. I also recall story of another customer that's using the same solution to connect the broken touch point to external parties. Thereby, they are empowering their teams to react immediately. They exercise, they, they exercise the use of Qualtrics to improve market understanding and increasing the customer satisfaction, as well as improving supplier experience. So you see, by taking all of those initiatives, business can prepare themselves to face the challenge coming up in the post-COVID crisis period. Thank you. Good. Now, can I do a bonus question, Rian? Yeah, sure. Great. What I wanted to ask is, what have you seen specifically with your customers during the crisis? Have they told you their biggest problem is availability of raw supplies? Have they told you their biggest problem is manpower to be able to produce things? Have they told you their biggest problem is people at home and not being able to communicate with each other? Where? What are some actual examples from your customers during this period? You outlined some just now, but I'm wondering what other ones you may have. Well, uh, that's a really interesting question. And I do have a number of discussions that I have with my customer. The thing is, uh, Talking about manufacturing uh, industries means that you're also talking about both the floor, uh, <clears throat> the floor uh, team itself that do the actual uh, handworking as well as the back office. And right now I can see that they face challenges in how they can collaborate each other. That's one of the issues that I keep hearing uh, from time to time on. From the others, uh, from one side, they, uh, the production team said that, hey, I can, the supply chain team haven't really ordered, haven't got the, the correct supply of materials that they need to produce the materials. But on the other side, the marketing team also said that, hey, I don't get the, the adequate uh, signal from customer that you, you really need to manufacture this kind of good or the specific type of goods that we need to uh, prepare. And when we talk also about uh, to their... Uh, supplier, they also have the quote-unquote blind visibility of what is actually happening and what actually the manufacturer uh, required. So I think in the end, it's about, again, it's about the collaboration between all the parties involved. And talking about collaboration, it, it, it's not about collaboration within their internal uh, team, but also even extending to their customers. Like, again, the, the industries also shows their empathy to the customer, needs to show their uh, empathy to the customers by also taking a stock take, doing a stock take with the customer while checking, hey, Mr. Customer, what is actually your uh, issues that you have right now? How can we actually help you in this kind of situation? So by having those discussions, basically they can translate what is hap uh, happening in the demand market and then translate it towards their internal process. And within the internal process itself, that's where actually Industry 4.0 again can help to contribute by 
creating an endless transparent view over the entire manufacturing floor up to the back office. So again, in the end, it, it's about creating a transparent common, uh, collaboration and having a clear visibility in which all of the team can react even be, before the react accordingly to the market situation. Fantastic, Rian. Well, some very good explanations there as to what industry is doing. And thank you very much again for participating uh, in this Manufacturing Asia podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our channel on Spotify and Google Podcast. For more information, check out manufacturing.asia and sap.com slash SEA for more information on Industry 4.0.